0: welcome back to the county fantasy sports podcast i'm your host hayden gibson along with my co-host jared chastain and proud to say that you're probably listening on wblz sports which they have agreed to start airing our podcast on their network so really excited about that be sure to like them on facebook and follow them on twitter wblz sports i mean it's that simple uh there's a lot of great shows on their network, so be sure to check those out. They're airing all the time. And while you're at the website, wblzsports.com, they've got some t-shirts and stuff. They're pretty funny. I was reading them right before we started recording, so check those out. They're like 15 bucks, I believe. So, hey, get you a t-shirt that says, uh, we've got balls
1: or... You got balls we play with balls. Yeah. They're... Deflate these. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the whole family. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Family friendly show here. But uh, we're going to cover the a little bit of the week two preseason. We're just going to go by position, throw out some uh, noteworthy stuff that we find noteworthy. Then at the end of the show, we're going to do some draft talk. Uh, it's draft season right now, so everybody's wondering, hey, what do I do here? What do I do mm-hmm. there? So, hey, we I'm going to tell you who I'm going to take with the number one pick if I get it, which thanks to ricky stenhouse jr i got it (laughs) i love that guy now i can't
1: believe that happened (laughs) that's so mind-blowing fill them in on what happened
0: well uh in this one league we decided to uh do the draft order by drawing random drivers the commissioner went and got the 12 uh 12 worst drivers in the race they're only in the chase because uh they race every single race, so they're dependable. You know that they're going to be racing. He did this three weeks ago. We drew him. I drew Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I didn't have a clue what kind of chance I stood, and whenever the race started, I was like, oh, gosh, this dude's terrible. And then it got delayed, of course, and the next day I'm over here at Jared's house watching SummerSlam, and yes, sir. I look, check my phone for the standings, and... By gosh, if he didn't finish second. <laughs> so, I'm um, definitely got the number one pick in that league, unless he, like, cheated or something. I don't know how you cheat in NASCAR. Maybe you use Nas. I, I don't know. I have no, <laughs> no idea. No idea about NASCAR. So, I'm just happy to get the number one pick. So, I'm going to tell you who I'm going to be taking, more than likely. But before we get to the week two preseason recap, we got some big news yesterday. Dion Lewis needs a second procedure done on his knee gonna start the year out on the pup i heard a rumor that it's possible he'll go on the hour they did not specify if that was the hour designated to return or hour ending the season i guess we'll just have to wait and see there mm-hmm. i'm sure we'll cover that backfield situation during our recap jordy nelson practiced today mm-hmm. so that was real good news tyler Afford started jogging today oh did he yeah well uh, that's encouraging but we're what Two, three weeks from the season? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's encouraging.
1: <laughs> Maybe by week three or four. Maybe. Maybe. Was there
0: anything else big that happened?
1: Um, hmm. Last week, since we recorded on Monday, we weren't able to report that Doriel Green-Beckham got traded to Philadelphia. Yeah. That happened on Tuesday.
0: That trade and the bail suspension got Re- reduced? Re- reduced to three games. Three yep. games, which surprised the heck out of me. Yeah, me too. So I think that's the only big stuff that really happened. So let's let's jump right into week two. Uh, we're gonna do it by position. We're not gonna cover every single game. So, quarterback position or position performances, situations that you found noteworthy over the weekend. I am very.
1: I I, I don't want to say this, but it, it really can't go unnoticed. Robert Griffin the third.
0: Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> I was going to say that he needs some respect after a solid outing. It like was that. a
1: very solid outing. I think uh, the final numbers were six for eight, 96 yards, two touchdowns, one to Terrell Pryor, another guy <laughs> who I, I, I don't love really want to bring up. But nonetheless, they connected on a 50-yard touchdown, and they hooked up with Gary, or he hooked up with Gary Barnage yes, for sir. a touchdown. So that's also encouraging if you're a Barnkowski owner. Uh, he also had three carries for 36 on the ground. So RG three, I'm still not saying hey, he's not a weekly quarterback. I'm not even gonna say he's a stream option just because that's how low I am on him. But at the same time if he keeps doing things like this to pique my interest, it's gonna he's gonna rise up my rankings a little bit.
0: And just so our new audience knows, we refer to Barnage as Barnkowski. Yeah. That, hey, that is our guy. We love him on this show. Yes, sir. Very but continue, blind. please.
1: Um, second, the situation in Denver. They are determined to find a, a winner. These three quarterbacks combined for 57 pass attempts.
0: True.
1: And the thing about it is, though, against San Francisco, nobody really did anything to separate themselves from the pack. Um,
0: Didn't Lynch have two touchdowns?
1: He did. But both of them came in the second half against, you know, Scrubs, I hate to say it, but, you know, it is what it is. Maybe
0: that's enough to get him a shot, maybe with the first
1: team, They said Trevor Simeon starting Saturday versus L.A., though. They're going to let him have They're going to let him start. start, yeah, and he had a really good first game. So, I saw a tweet somebody had posted, and they said, you know, Simeon is pretty much a, a good quarter and a half away from being named the starter. And, you know, I think he has a chance to really do this against L.A., being at home. So, um, third guy I want to bring up. You never really think to bring up a stud during preseason, but Cam Newton against Tennessee, he <laughs> had a field day. Just saw twelve pass attempts completed, eight of them. Buck sixty-two connected. Uh, was it Ted Ginn? that yes. he connected with? Yeah, touchdown. A lot of
0: a lot of after the catch stuff there. Yeah, like he, it really looked effortless. Could. To be honest, he just didn't really get fancy. He just outran everybody which I guess that's what Ted Ginn does, right? if he catches the if football. If he
1: does catch the football, that that's a fair point. And I have Cam Newton as my number one quarterback, as do most fantasy players. Mm-hmm. So that's something encouraging just to see, even though it was a lot of after-the-catch stuff. As long as you see the numbers on the paper, you'd be willing to invest. in. Maybe, you know, I would invest a third-round pick on him with a straight face. I think I could do it. I would prefer not to. Mm-hmm. But if somebody else did it, I wouldn't, you know, shun him for or anything like that. I think if you're going to take a quarterback high, it's Cam
0: Newton. Mm-hmm. And if he comes close to what he did last year, he's worth a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a take-a-quarterback-high person, so I don't think I'll do it in any leagues. Don't think, anyway. We'll say Landry
1: Jones looked terrible. He did. I didn't want to bring that up, <laughs> he, but he, he did. I started he, in my DraftKings lineup.
0: If he was uh, on the Eagles team, he would have had a Nice day. Yeah. But, my gosh. Four INTs in a preseason game. That, phew.
1: That, that's scary, too, because Big Ben, yeah. he's he's getting up there. He's been getting a lot of hits. mm mm-hmm.
0: uh, Dak Prescott, once again. It might. <laughs> Romo. <laughs> they showed Romo after. It might have been his second touchdown. Prescott's. And he was, like, the only one not over there cheering. And I think I know why. <laughs> yeah. But that Prescott looked great again. I mean, he had, like, an interception, but it was called back due to roughing the passer. But on the box score, you're not going to see that. He was, what, 12-15, something crazy like that. So, Very efficient.
1: Yeah, he Very efficient lo-
0: looks course. great. Goff continue- is continuing to struggle. Mm-hmm. He looks like a rookie out there. Yeah, he does. And okay. I thought he was the most ready one. Uh, it's looking like we may be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I, I recall one play where he was rolling out and he just looked like he didn't
1: know what to do. He was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you want to see. No. And, and that if, could also reflect on Todd Gurley, if you think about it, if golf does end up starting, which you know I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if it does, it could reflect on Todd Gurley and his fantasy numbers.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eli and that offense kind of struggled in their drive or two. I, I don't know how many drives they played, but kind of struggled. I'm not going to freak out yet. So we'll just wait and see. I think that offense is going to be fine. Garoppolo had a nice little game, mm-hmm. so maybe we'll be all right if with our like people like Gronk and uh, Edelman, people like that. If Garoppolo's under center the first four games, I mean, maybe he can get the job done. There won't be as much of a negative impact on those players as what people may have thought originally. And uh, Luck, Andrew Luck, looked real good. He was 8-for-8 eight eight with like 71 yards. Their drive ended because of a fumble. It wasn't his fault. I think a tight end, like a backup tight end, fumbled the football. And that was the end of his day. But he looked really good. That's encouraging. Hit Moncrief a couple of times a yeah, week. Uh,
1: two catches, 25.
0: I don't think uh, T.Y. was active this game. If I'm not 100% sure. If he was, he was just out there. He didn't have a target mm-hmm. one. Uh, but that wraps it up for quarterbacks for me. Uh, running backs. Uh, Devontae Freeman looked good on his touch number. He did.
1: Right? He did. So yeah, it's very encouraging to see that. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. Did Coleman even play? I'm not. He sure. did. Did he? Yeah. Did
1: he do anything? Not really. Nothing too special. Mm-mm. Not uh, really worth speaking of.
0: Alfred Morris had a big game. Huge game. Mm-hmm. Huge game. I'm what? I'm. I'm still fully behind Ezekiel Elliott. I do want to see him play in the preseason. My main draft is after the third preseason game, after the fourth one, too. So, I'll have time in that draft, but all the other ones I believe I'm going to be drafting for <laughs> the third preseason game. So, uh, But I really want to see him out on the field before I invest a pick, a high pick, because that's where he's going to go. He's going to go at
1: worst early second. That's where it should be. And that's, that's a still. If you can get land him in the second. I, I firmly believe he's worth a first-round pick. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's looking like Alfred Morris has earned probably the backup role. Yeah. I mean, McFadden's still there dealing with an injury. I know that he knows the offense, but it looks like uh, Alfred Morris picked up on it pretty quick. Yeah,
1: definitely. And it doesn't help that, or it doesn't hurt that he's running behind the best all-line of football. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, did you happen to get to watch <coughs> the uh, Miami?
1: No, fact, I didn't. Oh,
0: my gosh. Arian Foster looks terrible. Does he? Yes. Ugh. Yes, it looks terrible. Ajayi still not seizing his opportunity to be the starter. Really, the only guy that's caught my eye is Isaiah P. Mm-hmm. He's somebody I have written down. Yeah. What What did you want to bring up on him?
1: I, I just, I, like I said, I didn't watch the game, but looking at the box score, you see he had four carries for 48 yards, and combine that with last week's numbers, puts him at a total of 14 carries for 98 yards throughout the preseason, the first two weeks of the preseason. So he's earning a roster spot. And whenever you have Foster ahead of you, who's had an injury history, to put it lightly, and then Jay Ajayi, who's had injury history in the past also, both these guys' will go down. And, you know, is Kenyon Drake going to be that guy to actually carry the football or is he more of a pass catcher? I think he fits the mold of a pass catcher more. And Isaiah Peak, you know, judging by this, he can really, you know, have a, an opportunity mm-hmm. here.
0: Yeah, if he, uh, if he keeps on doing what he's doing, he's going to be a guy that pops up on my radar. Yeah, I think he's definitely worth adding to it any watch list. Mm -hmm. So Miami situation might not be between the two guys that we thought they were because Foster looked awful, man. He looked worse than he did last year. In my opinion, man, I hate to hear that. Maybe it was just first time with that offense. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not buying any shares of Foster. I have no faith in that guy right now, even though I love him, love him as a football player. Just does not look good anymore. Kenyon Barner if that's how you say it
1: I liked what he did yeah. he was a guy that I brought up last week yep. he's another one I have on my list <laughs> take it over I oh, talked mm, him up last mm, week no, I mean it's pretty much just the same thing for Isaiah P um, 6 for 41 in the touchdown bringing his total to 13 for 76 that's a 5.8 yards, for, yards per carry average and with Wendell Smallwood not playing in, in either preseason game I don't think it's you know a guarantee that he's going to be the backup I think Kenyon Barner is really working to earn that role and He's doing a good job. It uh, can't go unnoticed. So, mm-hmm. if you're a Ryan Matthews' owner, maybe this is a guy you want to look to draft. Maybe in, you know the later rounds. Maybe as late as round sixteen, because I have never seen him be drafted.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, Matt Jones was another, you know, big time. We didn't bring him up before the recap, but that's fine. But looked decent before he went out with a shoulder injury. Mm. I read that's an AC joint. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what and I read too.
0: And a guy that I follow for injuries is uh, Gene Bramble. Yeah,
1: uh, that's the guy you really need to follow. Yeah, he knows I mean stuff he's in and out. Yeah, he's solid.
0: But from what I remember last year, I want to say somebody was dealing with an AC joint, or maybe it was the year before it. And he said, "Hey, it's one of those injuries you can play through. It's just pain tolerance." So I guess we gotta gauge that on Matt Jones now. See if he can play through it or not. All right. I've heard like once it happened people were concerned about a collarbone. Yeah. So, thank goodness it wasn't that. I don't I don't want to see him lose his job to injury.
1: Yeah, I don't either cuz I think he's in a really good spot mm-hmm. this year. He could really, you know, break out become a top 20 back.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you have any other backfield situations besides the New England one?
1: Yeah, uh, I got 3 actually. One being New England. I'll well, just go take- over. We'll save New England for last cuz that's the big one. Okay. Um Chicago uh, they played the Patriots. Yeah. And Lankford, you know, he put up 8 for 55 and a touchdown on paper that looks good, but he also had a 34 yard run. So yeah. take that away. You're looking at 7 for 21, which is a three yards per carry average. That's more like it. Which is exactly the Jeremy <laughs> Lankford that we've been talking about, the Jeremy Lankford that we plan to avoid.
0: I was actually watching whenever he broke off that run, and it was the most unexciting <laughs> long run I've ever seen in my life.
1: I did not get excited at all. I was
0: yeah. like, oh, that was Jeremy Lankford. <laughs> You know, I just went back to playing on my phone.
1: Right, but the thing about Langford is, as long as he puts up numbers, they're not going to really shy away from giving him chances. So he still is the top guy in this committee. And like whenever I was speaking about Cam Newton, we don't care how the play happens as long as we get the yards and the points. That's all we care about at the end of the day. So I'm not going to move Langford down for that. You know, three yards per carry average besides the 34. I don't really think we're going to move him up. I think I'm just going to have him stay put. But Jordan Howard, on the other hand, he put up 46 on 11 carries. Nice. So Kadim Carey is out. It's kind of a situation like Philadelphia uh, with Carey out. Who's to say he's going to be handed the job? Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan Howard's doing. He's finally making his case. Week one was a nightmare. We yes. we didn't like that. Well, but. for
0: all of the Bear running backs, yeah. really, besides Jockley's Rodgers Rogers the yeah. receiving. game. Fair
1: point. But Howard's doing something to separate himself now to make a case for him being that number two back in Chicago, the guy that we hope that he becomes because he could really be worth drafting. And before we talk about New England, one more guy I want to bring up, (laughs) the name that everybody wants to just sleep under the rug, Christian Michael. Yeah, People want to just be like, ah, we've heard this for the past three years. We're not even going to bother. Well, I'm going to play with it. And he put up 10 for 55, and what really I like most is people had this fear of Alex Collins stepping in and being the second running back on the depth chart. I was one of those people initially. But Collins only had six carries and manufactured only 13 yards. So he's not making a strong case for that at all. Pete Carroll's on record of saying they have a good, quote, one two punch with him and Thomas Rawls. And with Thomas Rawls, he's, I mean, he came off the pup what, last week?
0: Something like it, yeah,
1: yeah, and he didn't play in the second preseason game, and I don't know if he's even going to play in the preseason to be honest he, he said he's a hundred percent sure he'll be ready by week one, but you have to think about that injury hangover mm-hmm. and if it is indeed a one two punch, well, I think the two out of the one two Christian Michael will indeed outperform Thomas Rawls in you know maybe two or three the first two or three weeks of the year. So, if he outperforms him by a solid margin, there is a good chance that Michael can pick up on this and run. Mm -hmm. And I think with Christian Michael, he should definitely be owned if you're a Thomas Rawls owner. And also, I think he should be considered as one of the more valuable zero running backs. One of those guys you just stash away and hope they explode because he knows the offense. Mm -hmm. And if he picks up on on it and runs away with it, you're looking at an offense that depends on the run a crazy amount and give michael that kind of volume i definitely think he's worth drafting
0: it's uh never really been a question of talent with mm. him i mean he's always been recognized as one of the more talented backs in the league it's always been up in his head yeah so if he gets a shot and he seizes it it could be scary and the new england backfield what do you see in
1: new england well Whenever Deion Lewis went down, I was seeing you know, on the Fantasy Life app on Twitter, uh, James White stock goes up, LeGarrette mm-hmm. Blunt stock goes up. I agree James White will make a fantasy impact in a PPR uh, format. Yes, yes. But I was thinking to myself, you know, LeGarrette Blunt, I'm just not going to buy into him. But put up 11 for 69 and a touchdown. Uh, that, that can't be overlooked. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think – if I'm New England, I'm not really going to worry about giving him reps in, you know, weeks three and four of the preseason, maybe more than four. But it, in this offense, you know, you got your two-down bell cow and then your pass catcher also. So, LeGarrette Blunt might be a decent play. And considering how dirt cheap he is, he might be worth owning.
0: Yeah, the thing with LeGarrette Blunt is figuring out which week's starting. Yeah. I mean, he's, he puts up some decent weeks year right. in, year out just figuring out when that week is mm. and it comes out of nowhere
1: really Yeah, it does and whenever garoppolo is going to be starting you know you can kind of make a case <laughs> for that but at the yeah. same time you look at that schedule they have to play i, I don't know if this is the actual order it's but arizona I, arizona i think miami in week two i think so and then houston and buffalo so i mean those mm-hmm. are you know pretty good yeah, defenses the, especially at buffalo defense. Yeah. it looks nasty yeah right now. and uh Rex Ryan, he, he – Especially against the run. Yeah, he, he gives his all to beat the Patriots. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, what's well, funny about the Buffalo defense, it's funny they come up. Uh, what's his brother's name? Rob. Rob. Yeah. I thought that was the worst move that he could have made was <laughs> getting Rob on as his defensive coordinator. I mean, uh, look what he did to the Saints defense. That Saints
1: defense was a dumpster But, fire hey, there. it
0: looks pretty good right now. So, yeah. But uh, the New England backfield, whenever Dion Lewis went down – I was on the Fantasy Life app, and there were some people that were like, hey, look at uh, James White's numbers, and they were only mentioning the rushing stats. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care about rushing stats whenever it comes to James White. Yeah. Uh, Dion <laughs> Lewis, hopefully, fill in. I'm wanting to see the receiving stats, and he had, like, 40 catches last year. I'm pretty sure that's right. Right okay. on the money. And I was like, hey, look, you can't be – Overlooking the receiving stats for these rushing stats. Um garrett Blunt's gonna have his role. It's not gonna change. James White gets a huge bump if Dion yeah. Lewis is out an extended amount of time. He does. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I tried ranking Dion or not Deion Lewis, um James White last night. It's tough. <laughs> yes, it's real tough. I haven't
1: had a chance to. I mean,
0: you're looking at you gotta factor in Dion Lewis, when might he return? And if he's going to be out for a lot of the season, James White's a very valuable
1: running back. Yeah, definitely. I think even in uh, dynasty formats, if you think about Mm -hmm. it, because Lewis has had a pretty big injury history. Yes. And also the Patriots have pretty much perfected the next man up Mm -hmm. state of mind. So if he comes in and just takes over the Deion Lewis role, the Shane Vereen role, the Danny Woodhead role. Yeah. You know, who's to say he can't be, you know, a running back too next year in PPR. Yeah. Yeah. And he looked really good. He did. During Mm -hmm. the game. Yeah. Week one, he put up, what was it, a 55-yard reception, a yes, lot of yak, but yes. still, as a running back, you know you want to I mean, see vision. <laughs> he
0: looks a lot like Deion Lewis. I mean, yeah. He's a real shifty guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he fits the role perfect, and it's assumed that he's going to get that role, and he's definitely the new England back I want on now. I've pretty much dropped Deion Lewis out of my rankings for the time being just because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But moving on to receivers, your boy, Bryce Butler. Yes, sir. ah. Oh, you you started him in daily, did you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> talk him up. I did
1: three yeah. seventy four and a touchdown. I'm telling you, man, he could be a, a you know a viable threat in this Dallas offense. I mean, I don't really have to talk him up. Three <laughs> for seventy four and a touchdown.
0: And no. hey, he had one though, called back on offensive pass interference. It was bull. Yeah, it was not pass interference at all. Mm-hmm. And it was a difficult catch, and he he came down with it. It was nice. So, that could actually be two touchdowns, right. if you want to get technical. Right. And Dez Bryant, dude. I know. He's good. He's looking right <laughs> on. I've moved him up into my top five. And top five? Yes.
1: Who'd you bump out? Who did I bump out? I can't remember. That had to have been uh, Hopkins, would not it? Or Julio? Hopkins or Julio? It was Hopkins. Hopkins. Wow. Both I like
0: it. Yeah. Uh, But he looks ready. He looks real good. He looks like he's about to take the league by storm after missing pretty much last year. I mean, he was irrelevant all year due to injury. But I'm excited about Des Bryant. I almost took him with my first pick in that MFL 10 we're in. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. (laughs) I was very close to taking him. Took Le'Veon instead. But
1: hey. That's Bryant, man.
0: Uh, Marvin Jones.
1: I know. That, that's somebody I brought up. Or I'd I'm loving it. Down I know I am too. Ah. He's been somebody I've had like so much trouble ranking because mm-hmm. I have him as like a mid wide receiver four right now. At times it makes perfect sense and at times it makes zero sense. Yeah. But I think that's just the kind of season we're going to see. We're going to see good games and bad games. But, I don't know. I, I think he might have some consistency doing that. To it's tough because those Megatron targets do have to go somewhere. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was not high. I was, like, pretty low on him. Probably really? one of the lowest people on Marvin Jones, like, back whenever I initially did my rankings. He's climbing fast. I think I've got him in the 30 range now. I
1: think he's, like, 41 for me.
0: I've got him at 30. 30? 30? 30. 30. Wow. I'm that, feeling, that's a climb. I'll let you do. I'm feeling good about Marvin Jones. I mean, I've just been able to watch just, like, his drives, and it it looks nice. Dude. I think... He's going to be one of Stafford's primary targets this year. I'm feeling it. And Terrell Pryor, you've already brought him up. You know I was going to bring him up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, he's going to be a sneaky little late-round pickup, and you can start in the first four weeks. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Just just
0: watch. Just watch I I just can't
1: get behind it. It's hard for me to get behind Cleveland unless we're talking about Duke Johnson or even Gary Barnage. So, I mean. Well,
0: Terrell Pryor might take away from Duke too. I mean, yeah. if it's another viable option in the passing
1: game, yeah. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, it's, it's just tough for me to get behind Cleveland. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so tough.
0: I like so many other players, yeah. <laughs> but it's a terrible fantasy destination. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I, I like Terrell Pryor, Tajay Sharp. Yeah, Tajay Sharp. He looks good he with Marietta. does.
1: Six for sixty-eight.
0: They've got that chemistry going on. Yep. That can be dangerous. That's all you need yep. with a quarterback like that. And i I've, I've noticed that this this uh, offense they're running it's, it's simple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They're keeping it simple for yeah.
0: Mariota, which is great. Yeah. And this guy could be a very big beneficiary from it. Mm-hmm. Which the running game against Carolina we didn't mention it at all. I'm glad that they got to go against the defense, yeah. and they didn't look terrible. No, not really. They really didn't. So, and, uh, maybe the Titans are on to something. They're going to play ugly football. Yeah. And I'm going to love it. I
1: think went 9 for 10, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And
0: had one pick, and he was yeah, upset he about that. He did. So, 10 for 10. <laughs> but, Sharp Kid, I'm buying into him now. I used to be a Matthews guy. Matthews was the only person, or the only wide receiver I want to own, if I own any Tennessee wide receiver. Mm think this guy's about to pass him up if uh, he keeps it up yeah
1: he has i mean more than likely he will pass him up in my newest rankings whenever they come out but i'm just thinking about it in my head right now he's going to pass him
0: yeah so yeah you got any other wide receivers
1: will fuller yeah i know god <laughs> I, I didn't want to do it but four for 71 and he was targeted eight times found the end zone how do you not mention it at least and in an offense that's going to be you know that's it's Wants to be really high-powered, but the wide receiver, too, is still in question. He made a strong case. Yeah, he did. I still don't want credit. to own him, but... Yeah, I don't want to own him either, but I'll I give him have the credit. To, you know, rank him, at least. <laughs> I've got him range. <laughs> <laughs> You're nicer than I am. <laughs> uh, is that the only other wide receiver? Yeah. It's uh, sharp, fuller, and Jones is all I had.
0: Tight ends. We brought up Bonkowski, He had a really nice catch. Uh-huh. Um Delaney Walker, did did you get to see any of the Tennessee preseason games? Yeah. Did you see the Statue of Liberty play? Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. He got I'll, a carry. <laughs> yeah.
1: They did that in uh, week 15 or 16 of last season against did the they? Colts. He took it for 40-something yards, I think. Wow. Yeah, it was very impressive. Wow. But Delaney Walker.
0: Yeah, I was just, I, like, whenever I seen that play develop, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> what is going on? And then the announcer's like, well, that's exotic smash mouth, I guess. <laughs> it's like, you are exactly right, sir. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and the New England tight ends, now, I think they're going to be fine uh, if Gronk ever goes down. I hope it don't happen. But yeah. behind Gronk, Bennett looks great. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Derby kid, Yeah, AJ Derby, I think's his name, he had a big game. Mm-hmm. And he looked really good. I mean, his touchdown catch, I believe it was, it was not an easy catch. Right. So, they they look pretty deep at tight end. But I'm excited about Bennett. Bennett's the – if I don't get Gronk, if I don't want to invest my first round pick in Gronk,
1: I'm going to be looking for a Bennett. Yeah. Uh, and he's definitely up there. I think I have him just outside of my top ten. I think maybe 11, to be honest. So. Mm-hmm he's worth owning for sure.
0: But those are the only tight ends I really felt like talking yeah, about. Yeah, I
1: only have one to bring up and that's Virgil Green. Yeah, uh, I've been uh, talking him up the past few weeks. and
0: I don't even know if Hireman's on the team anymore.
1: <laughs> he did let me down. Uh, four <laughs> targets, caught all four targets for 57 yards and he's seven for seven in terms of catching targets. So, uh, I'm telling you, man, uh, you look at the quarterback situation, you have unproven Trevor Simmon, you have Bad Mark Sanchez and rookie mm-hmm. Paxton Lynch, <clears throat> the tight end's going to get looked at, and if Virgil Green's there, he's going to catch the ball and he's you know he's going to produce. He will be a fantasy relevant tight end.
0: Do you know how much he played? Like,
1: it's a good question
0: because I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I mean if that was all sure on did. like one or two drives, the first like...
1: drive he had two catches. Okay. So, I, I wouldn't think that he would have played, you know, more than the first quarter, yeah. maybe like a quarter and a half. Well,
0: maybe he's – maybe this offense going to include that tight end a whole lot more. I think it will. Before. I mean, <laughs> I before it was it just will. a red zone kind of play. Yeah. It was tight end. Oh,
1: day day every now and then. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: But that pretty much wraps us up for the recap. Uh, Time for the draft
1: talk. Yes, sir. The,
0: the main question, which is – I guess obvious to most people.
1: Yeah, obvious um, to me. <laughs> who are you taking if you've got the first yeah. pick overall? Antonio Brown, 100%. Um, I'm in a league right now where you get a 10-point bonus for 300 passing yards and it's six points Ooh. passing touchdowns. The quarterbacks are just heavily favored. and <laughs> uh, There there are people in the league. Actually, it's a keeper league. I sh- I should have brought that up, but you're only allowed one keeper. The guy has both Cam Newton and Antonio Brown, and he's going just crazy back and forth about it. <laughs> and to me, it's a no-brainer. I'm taking Antonio Brown. It, it doesn't matter. It's a standard league, and you also get uh, 10 points for 100 receiving yards. Should have brought that up as well. I think uh-huh. he has a better chance of getting the 100 than Cam does the 300. Uh-huh. And PPR, standard. The only time I think I wouldn't take Antonio Brown is if it was a dynasty start-up and had the number one pick, I'd probably take Beckham in that situation. Well. <laughs> i play the spoiler. I'm still going with Beckham. Wow.
0: I'm feeling a huge year coming. Yeah. I think, I mean, this is, what, third year? Yeah. What happens year three for receivers? It happens, yeah. And I'm on record for saying I think that last year his struggles was – Growing pains whenever he's out there acting like an idiot, mm-hmm. to put it bluntly. Punching people and stuff, that's stupid. I hope he doesn't do that again. Yeah. And Sterling Shepherd helps him out, I think. I mean, yeah, you can say that that's going to take targets away from him. I think that just makes his targets that much better. hmm I agree. And I think he's a red zone option for sure. I mean, he catches double-digit touchdowns. I think he's had them both years been in the league. Mm-hmm. If he gets hot, he's going to...
1: That's a hot hand you definitely want to ride, for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and no offense to Antonio Brown. I I don't know how many points he outscored Julio by, but them two had probably the best seasons we're going to see from
1: ever. I can kind of buy into that. I definitely think Beckham has the highest ceiling oh, yeah. out of the big three. I'm a ceiling guy. Okay. I Ooh. want
0: to I don't wanna <laughs> go out there and, you know, oh, I'm I'm so competitive each week. I wanna beat everybody's brains in. No. Huh? <laughs> Just to well, be yeah, honest. Yeah. I wanna go out there and score in standard two hundred points. Wow, a week. <laughs> That's my goal. I wanna be the highest scoring team and I wanna be the best team. I want to be that team whenever you see me coming, you're like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we got to play Hayden. He's got Odell Beckham putting up 20 points a game. <laughs> so, Odell's my guy, It's which I ha- I like him. I, I was able to get in on that uh, train before it left the station his rookie year. You know, I picked him up in a bunch of leagues, like almost all of them, and it paid huge dividends. Yeah. So, he's been good to me in the past. Except sure. last year uh, during that suspended game.
1: I like uh, the point you brought up whenever uh, we were discussing our top one fifties is what it was. And you made a point about Beckham having more, like, points per touch than yes. Brown did. Yes. Which is also, you know, I can't be taken into consideration. And to think he only had, he had less than 100 catches last year. Mm-hmm. So, it would be nothing for me to see him put up, you know, 110.
0: Yeah, I think he gets north of 100 this year. Yeah. Easy. I uh, think. My number was like 115. Whenever I was Mm -hmm. talking about that, if he had 115 uh, catches, he blows Julio and Brown out of the water. Mm -hmm. If he kept that pace going last year, and he missed a game last year, he did. He did. So, uh, but do you uh, strategies? Everybody talks about draft strategies. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the zero running back. You got. I don't really call waiting at quarterback a strategy anymore. It's either nice. you do it or you don't. Yeah, it's not really a strategy. Um, but do you have a strategy, or are you a best player available? I
1: usually take the best player available and just best player available for at least the few, you know, the first few rounds, maybe three, four, even five rounds, and then mm-hmm. just kind of fill in the blanks along the way. <clears throat> but I also like the zero wide receiver strategy mm-hmm. since you know in the third, fourth, and fifth round, you can land some pretty quality wide receivers. Yes. So you pair these guys up with, you know, David Johnson and Eddie Lacy. You know, you're yeah. going to be in good shape. So I, I like that strategy a lot. And then my very own three tight end strategy. Yeah. Can't, I mean, I have to bring it up, man. That article's still up there for anybody yeah. that wants to read. Uh, take three tight ends late, because surely you're going to find somebody who's going to at least be worth starting a few weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have one player to drop, which is going to be huge whenever that free agent gets really hot. And you'll have one who's either going to hit and you can trade or he'll miss and just gives you another player to drop. So those are my strategies that I usually follow.
0: Yeah, I'm a uh, best player available the first one through four, rounds one through four, I'm Hmm. best player available. I typically lean running backs because I'm a running back guy but after the fourth round my strategy pretty much comes into play I adjust mm-hmm. if i've got if i'm loaded at receivers i'm going to start hitting the running backs i'm going to try to i try to get at least one solid player at running back and one really solid player at receiver both of those positions that way i can do my second one by committee right i i, I hate committee approaches in <laughs> real life but in fantasy, they're great. Like, I'll do a wide receiver two by committee. Yeah, that, that seemed to work pretty well for you last year, actually. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I had people like John Brown, Stephon Diggs. You just got hit. Yeah. If you – I mean, you take enough guys, you're bound to hit one. And Definitely. I hit with John Brown. I mean, he was awesome last year, which my number one wide receiver, Randall Cobb, kind of sucked. Yeah. So, the dependable guy let me down. But – I'm even willing to do the running back two by committee, but I want at least one good running back, and one good wide receiver. And uh, are you a weight on quarterback guy, or do you
1: like to get usually, the unless it's just crazy good value? Um, I, I think Aaron Rodgers going in, you know, rounds four or five is you know really good value. I would mm-hmm. make an exception for that, and maybe even Andrew Luck, but whenever I've done that, it's just hard to catch up it with is. position players. And I don't like that. I'd rather wait till the middle rounds and take, you know, Eli or rivers or mm. Palmer, or even the third quarter of the rounds and land, you know, car Bortles, even Winston. So yeah, uh, I prefer to wait. I, I'm a waiting type of guy too. I think
0: that's the way to go, but I don't fault anybody that takes one early. I mean, Hey, that's your decision. And I'm, I'm gonna wait to an extent. If a guy like Cam falls to the fourth, yeah. Off the board to Team Gibson over here. <laughs> so wait to an extent. I'm not gonna let am not gonna pass up on value if it's there at the quarterback position. If you can't have the number one pick, is there a place that you prefer to draft from this year?
1: Hmm. I number mean, two. <laughs> I really think this is a year to have an early pick because if you have a top three pick, ideally you're going to have Brown, Beckham, or Julio. Second round and you know twelve teams, you're going to land a really solid, you know, either a running back one or mm-hmm. a middle running back one, I should say, and then a low end wide receiver one or even a high end wide receiver two, and you get those picks right there. Like uh, I have the second pick in the NFL that we're doing right now. I took Beckham and paired him with uh, Lacey and Alshon and Jeffrey. So, I think that's a really good core to have. And also, it puts me in position, you know, there's some value in the early fourth that I am going to miss out on, but at the same time, I'd rather forget about that and focus on fifth-round value that I'll reach on. Like Michael Floyd, Dante Moncrief, players like that, I have no issue reaching in a spot like that.
0: Mm -hmm. It cracks me up whenever people say that they don't want the number one pick. They want, you know, either the middle round or, they want a late pick. Yeah, mathematically, whenever you look at the best pick to have is number one, second best number two. It's just a matter of how many top players you're gonna get. Yeah, so
1: definitely. it's all about the reach. People, I mean, with earlier picks, if if you reach and you hit, this guy's a limit for your team. Mm-hmm.
0: But if I can't have the number one pick this year, and it's just kind of like an anomaly, I'm kind of wanting to pick. A little bit later, like the 9 10 spot, hmm. just because Le'Veon's hitting right there. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, that makes sense. And if
0: I compare Le'Veon with a Brandon Marshall, somebody like that, I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Because not to sound conceited or anything, but if I'm not willing to take the best player in fantasy football in the first round and, you know, be behind the first three weeks, I'm a guy that. I'm going to take that guy just because I think he's the best player in the league. And I'm pretty sure I can maneuver my way through those first three weeks to be at least
1: one win. Yeah, definitely. You can draft a guy like Rashad Jennings or mm-hmm. Justin Forsett or even, you know, LeGarrette Blunt and just plug and play. Mm-hmm. So,
0: that this year and probably this year only just because of the suspension. And I can probably get Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. I want to draft in that 9-10 area. Which... Hey, I've got the first pick right now, and I've got the last pick in my main league. That sucks. I
1: hate it. That sucks. That's your dad's league, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear about (laughs) draft picks, man. I looked at the order that you sent me. It is horrible. Yes, it is. It is terrible.
0: It is. That is a league where we uh, do a random order in every single round, pretty much. The first round is done lottery style, like the NBA. Every other one is just random, and... Jared over here did not get good
1: picks. I did terrible. Well, I'm I'm in the last third, and at least you know nine out of the fifteen rounds. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to reach. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much my strategy.
0: Yeah, and to uh, close it out, just a fun question:
1: uh,
0: live draft or
1: online? Which live draft, cards? definitely. You, yeah. you know the people there. It's a fun time, fun experience. And whenever you do it online, you have to worry about you know maybe your internet crashing or something like that. And usually, whenever you do an online draft, you do it with just a bunch of strangers that you don't really know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm all about doing it live with, you know, friends and family.
0: hmm I, I love live drafts. Uh, It does get kind of tedious in the amount of leagues that, I mean, that have live drafts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Yeah, because you
1: pretty much have to plan, like, your whole morning, afternoon, or evening around it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's kind of difficult. I'm not going to be able to make one of them just mm-hmm. because it's a Friday night before... Another draft I have, and just to be honest, that other draft has a lot more at stake, so (laughs) gotta gotta get my priorities straight, and I can't be going in there straight up half asleep. It's not gonna work. So, uh, yeah, live draft for sure. When's the county draft again?
1: September the third, the third, first Saturday of September.
0: Oh, that's Saturday,
1: yeah, nice first week of college football season gosh we're gonna try to make a, a you know an afternoon of it i you know, get everybody fun. over here and you know assuming the weather's nice we've had some kind of shaky weather around here but yeah if it you know if it's nice you know maybe cook out some lawn games or something like that hey
0: last year's was fun yeah
1: i enjoyed it it just <laughs> took forever yeah it, which, it was a first yeah. live job for a lot of people and the first round took like what was it 40 minutes oh yeah it was crazy it I looked forever. at the clock and I was like what has happened how <laughs> how we allowed this to happen But I don't know it, it was a good time though mm-hmm. I hope everybody's able to make it yes yeah, as far Everybody as I know Skype in this
0: year yeah it's, I mean Skype in cool and all but it's yeah. not the same yeah you gotta have the body <laughs> yes yes but that wraps it up for us be sure to check out all our stuff at thecountyfs.com follow us on Twitter at thecountyfs FS. It's the county, not the country. People have confused it. It's a common mistake. I know that we sound country, real country. Fair enough. <laughs> especially me. <laughs> I like, thought
1: we were from Texas. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> That one guy on the mixtape <laughs> listened to the mixtape and said, Hey, uh, y'all got people from the uh, south. That, that kind of caught me off guard. I didn't know that they did this stuff.
1: A Texan accent.
0: And then they thought we were from Texas. So That's, that's awesome. awesome. I love it. But be sure to follow us on Twitter at the county FS. Follow Jared. What's your Twitter handle?
1: Chastain FF. That's C-H-A-S-T-A-I-N-F-F. FF.
0: Need to get some Twitter followers for him. I barely even look at my personal Twitter
1: now. Man, I've got, that is my personal Twitter. <laughs> yeah,
0: the county Twitter. I'm on it all the time. But my personal one, it's at Gibson 22 But I'm hardly ever on there. The county one's how you get a hold of me. It's on my phone. Can't log into two Twitters at one time. And like logging in now it's not fun yeah not fun at all not fun uh shout out to our new people wblz sports for having us on look forward to doing more shows down the road getting on their network once again follow them on twitter like their facebook page check out their website they got a lot of great stuff on there so be sure to look at that i'm looking i need to talk to the uh Twitter group the FF podcast network and see when we're going to do another mixtape because that was oh, fun. Yeah, right,
1: that was For real sure. fun.
0: Somebody ripped it off. Did I tell you that? No. Yeah. You serious? Yeah. Man. They uh, we put ours out and then um, a couple of weeks later, I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it's a pretty well known one. Uh, they did something very similar. <laughs> Called it the MVPs or something <laughs> fancy MVPs. Oh man. Did it very similar to us. But hey, our name's cooler. Faster, yeah, right. For sure. But, yeah, don't be stealing people's stuff. <laughs> At least give them credit. If I ever mention anything that somebody else has said, I say, "Hey, I listened to this and that, and I like what they had to say." And I'm starting to believe that way too. <laughs> but that's gonna bring us to a close. Till next time, I'm your host Hayden Gibson, co-host Jared Chastain. Peace.